listen and look to see how people are consuming your content. And we, you know, we realized that almost like 85% of our audience were using and, and engaging with our content on a mobile device. Warning. This podcast may include hard-hitting truths, shocking revelations, and outrageous social secrets. You won't see your life in the same light after this, but if you're ready to face the reality of an always online world, keep listening. This week on Social Minds, we were joined by Nick Speakman, who is the head and founder of Sportoff, one of the largest sports communities on social media. Now, what we wanted to find out from Nick was his opinion on the rise in vertical video and specifically his advice for brands and marketers who are still unsure about how to use this new medium. That's correct. Nick has built Sport from the ground up and he's built it on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, but more importantly, he's really extended the following on Instagram. So Sport counts millions of followers and Instagram in particular is definitely the cornerstone of this vertical video revolution. So we've seen it with stories, but also IGTV, which came out in the summer. So as Eve said, we spoke to Nick about how best to utilize vertical video and how what sort of worked for them and, and the brands that they work with. So I really think you're going to enjoy this podcast. In fact, I know you are. But before you do, just want to ask if it's possible anywhere where you can leave a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the podcast. We've really been enjoying your reviews so far. So please let us know what you think. What has compelled uh, social media platforms to rip up the rule book and go after vertical video over landscape video? Yeah, good question, I think. Definitely over the last few months, we've seen the rise of, of vertical mode with video, uh, especially like, you know, even images now, they're more mm. portrait mode. Um, so I think, yeah, the rise has come from you know, new technologies, new changes to the way the platforms are built. Mm. You know, all these new features now that are really promoting, you know, you've got to make sure that the screen is filled up to a full maximum on your mobile device, mm. etc. Um, so I think, yeah, a lot of people, have, I guess, everybody's had to be dynamic and agile and had to react to these new ways of pushing out their content mm. and yeah, making sure they can, you know, abide by the laws of the platform. But I think, yeah, like you said, the rule book has been ripped up because it's always naturally been widescreen and then it went to square and now all yeah. of a sudden it's gone the complete opposite. It's full vertical, you know, a lot of the, the content people are posting. So yeah, I believe that you know, everybody's had to be agile and, and make those moves and change to uh, you know, be part of the times so, that, you know, every day it's, it's changing. You made a good point there as well. You said that uh, marketers and, and, and channels like yourself, you've had to sort of extend to the full uh, length of your mobile. So a lot of this is mobile yeah. driven. And when you say that, imagine an iPhone X, you're watching a video on there and or, or a story and it literally takes up the whole screen, but in vertical, doesn't it? So, yeah. so much of this is mobile-led, it seems. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, where we've had to be smart as well with sport and what we do and a lot of other publishers too. You, know, you have to listen and look to see how people are consuming your content. And we, you know, we realized that almost like 85% of our audience were using and, and engaging with our content on a mobile device. Yeah. So we can't be oblivious to the fact that, you know, there are people using their laptops and desktops, et cetera, but you know, the majority are using and consuming mm. our content on their mobile devices. And naturally, like you said, it's, the way it's built, a mobile device, you know, is that portrait mode, it's square, you know, widescreen, you can switch your phone around and watch it in that in that way. But yeah, we've had to be, you know, scientific in some way and look at our data and see who's using what. And yeah, we've had to be reactive to that. So yeah, I think it's the whole mobile friendly approach to content creation mm -hmm. now is is definitely like priority for, for brands, especially like ourselves. 
We we had a stat um, that was ninety six percent of all video consumption is now on mobile. Mm. Yeah. So obviously that's mm. basically all of it. So yeah. it's no surprise really things have have taken that turn. Mm. Um, I'm interested to ask you. I know you did a workshop for I, uh, IGTV yes. quite recently. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, yeah, no, amazing um, you know, invitation from uh, Instagram and Exposure London, uh, who their agency, yeah, who wanted me to represent sport for their uh, IGTV workshop. So yeah, showing um, students, young professionals, um, exactly how we use Instagram from not just our like newsfeed and our main profile, but more so, yeah, that vertical mode, which is all about stories and Instagram TV, mm. uh, you know, the newest features to the platform. But yeah, amazing to, to be there and, and showcase what we've been up to. Um, you know, they're really pushing the products in terms of, you know, everything's mobile first now and, and vertical mode. Um, but I think, yeah, the main thing for me was, was to really showcase what we, we've been up to. Yeah. You know, Instagram love the fact we've been creative, you know, we're using the platform uh, in the ways that they want mm. the platforms to be used. So, you know, using stories differently to the main post, using Instagram TV differently to stories. Mm. Um, so, you know, we've, we've had to be smart with how we've how people use the mm. specific channels of the platforms. But yeah, it's a really, really cool day, really fun. And yeah, really, really thankful actually for the opportunity. It was uh, really, really exciting. And it was just an awesome sort of place to, to host a talk, so to speak. Yeah, I'll bet. Um, but there has been a bit of a... Uh doubts around IGTV because yeah. we know it got so much hype in the beginning when it came yeah, out yeah. and interest has seemed to have fallen slightly since then getting the idea that brands and marketers still don't really know what to do with it mm. uh, I'm curious to know I know you've experimented uh, with it a lot and like yeah. say so you're using it differently to stories mm -hmm. but do you believe in the product um it's a good question I think like you said we've experimented with it you know there's that there's been like a light rollout of repackaging the content we're already putting out on YouTube and, and putting into that vertical mode. So we were keen to be first, you know, in terms of like, let's use Instagram TV. Like yeah. how can we find ways of pushing our audience to it? But like you said, um, it's still early days. You know, people are still like, uh, how do you use it? How do you even mm -hmm. post on it? Like yeah. um, how easy is it to create something for, for IGTV and put stuff vertical? A lot of brands are now using it. Um, are they using it to the maximum effect? I think a lot of people are still in that learning phase. Even like ourselves, we're still in that learning phase. Um, will it you know, change the way that the platform's used? It's got a long way, I think, in terms mm. of, of really changing people's behavior. You know, people still use Instagram for that scrolling and stories now getting, you know, great traction as you've, as you've seen. But I think the IGTV is that one step further, like trying to compete with, you know, YouTube and, and Facebook yeah. watch obviously coming out now. Um, you know, how can they capture the attention for longer than just scrolling through a newsfeed? Mm. So I think that'll be their biggest mm. challenge. Definitely believe that they've got a big enough platform to do that. I think it's just a, what their biggest challenge will be is like the behavioral pattern for people mm. that log in on, go on their Instagram page. Are you going for that quick form scroll or are you staying there for half an hour to watch a video mm. or documentation? Yeah. So yeah, it's exciting, but I think it will be a big challenge. But yeah, well, uh, we're definitely behind it. You know, we've got a really relationship with Instagram. Um, but I think the main thing is we're still learning. That's the biggest thing. But fingers crossed, I think it can be a really, really effective sort of channel, especially with how big the platform is. Yeah. But one interesting point as well that comes out of this is, is we talk about uh, the difference between short form and long form and all three of us can sit here and probably agree on the fact that when we go on YouTube and we're prepared to watch something for about 15 minutes, yeah. our natural behaviour says to turn the phone to landscape, you know, and to be in that mode as opposed to when we're just watching a quick clip, we're happy to watch it vertical, isn't it? Yeah. So how much of a challenge have Instagram got in? Because they've essentially, you know, stories came along, we saw it with Snapchat, 
um, already. So people kind of used to this stories format. How much of a challenge have they got to get people, you know, on IGTV and watching in vertical? Yeah, be that short form or long form or. I think the Midport. challenge is, yeah, the challenge is, is massive for them because it is like some you know, behavioral that you go to Instagram for that. It's almost like when you've got a free five, 10 minutes, you have a quick scroll of your newsfeed, but like I said, on YouTube, you're there, you're immersed, you're, right, I'm going to watch this, I'm going to turn my phone around, I'm going to sit here for half an hour, I'm going to put it on Chromecast, I'm going to watch it on my TV. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think it's like that way that people, like you said, consume Instagram. Um, I think I showed you guys yesterday, actually, um, the way that there's still brands that are using portrait and before the video plays, it's um, please flip, turn your screen widescreen and then you're watching it, you know, on portrait, but actually they're still watching it widescreen. So people are trying to be smart and like hack the system, so yeah. to speak, where they're still putting a widescreen mm. video up, but they're telling you to turn your phone. Turn yeah, which is yeah. cheating. It's definitely not what Instagram want. I was going to say, sure. is that wise though for brands to be doing that because it might work sort of short term and get people watching their stuff and like remain comfortable for those viewing habits but mm. Instagram and Facebook let's be honest tend to favor uh, publishers and brands and whatnot who are using the features a lot and using it how they want them to be yeah. used anyone else is going to get demoted yeah yeah I think it's a big one as obviously as they push their products out they want mm. them to be used in the right way yeah um, I think I also think it's definitely not the best strategy from brands when they try and hack the system and mm. try and do things uh, like you say cheating in that sense and I also feel like you, if you're going to do widescreen put it on YouTube you know put it on yeah. put it on Facebook with, and package it up a square you know so I think it is you shouldn't be oblivious to the fact that you should be using the platforms in the right way mm. it's portrait for a reason they want you to use it like that um, and yeah we've not you know we've not tested the widescreen on there we've got no plans to but I do think it's it's you should definitely champion the way the platforms want it to be used. Like you said, mm. you don't want to um, you don't want to hinder any relationships with the platforms. Again, mm. you don't want your page to be looked at or frowned upon either. So um, yeah, I think you have to be smart with with how you package stuff up. But mm. definitely, we've uh, don't condone hacking or mm. cheating the system in that sense. It's a good point as well. You said if you if you're gonna uh, insist on sticking with landscape, yeah. why not just use YouTube mm. because that's what that's for. Mm. Yeah, I think people are like, there's a new thing, there's a new feature, like, let's just get on it quick. And there's no, right, how we do it, it's like, right, Instagram TV's out today. Let's take a minute now, let's take a day and go, how do we, how do we use Instagram TV? What is the purpose of sport on Instagram TV? We know it isn't, right, it's widescreen, you know, we can't use the story functionalities, we can't get physical engagement through poll stickers. Or, so we have to go, right, what is the purpose of it? You know, it is for that long form video content. So there's naturally is what we put on YouTube. We can mm. transfer to Instagram TV, mm. package it up and we can use Instagram stories to swipe up direct to our Instagram TV. So mm. there's, you know, we had to put a strategy in place. I think it's important put objectives in place. I think a lot of brands are still, there's a new feature, let's use it. You know, we saw yeah. a lot of brands when mm. Facebook Live came out, it was like, let's go live on Facebook. But actually what they posted wasn't necessarily live and there was no element of, you have to watch this now because it's live. Yeah, so I think just it's, using um, content they had and be yeah. like, put it there, there, and there. So I think it's like what we what we've always done well is we've took a moment, have a breather. Right, this is how the fun this is how its functionality is. This is how we can use it. Sometimes you let you know other brands go first, see what they're doing, and mm. then we we take you know how can we improve that? What would we do differently? So I think one of the biggest mistakes that people do is just jump on it for the sake yeah. of jumping on yeah. it. Mm. Again, it's good because people I'd imagine people take learnings and experiment with it, but also. 
I think one killer thing that people don't do is just go, right, what is our objective for mm, this channel? Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, we've done that well. We know we, we took our time with Instagram TV, but we've actually got a nice strategy now. And that's only from taking our time, looking at what other brands are using, taking a bit mm. of inspiration, but, you know, doing our own thing too. Are you seeing the benefit? What's engagement looking like now? Yeah, I think Instagram TV, you know, although we're going through that experimental learning phase, you know, we've got 12 million Instagram followers, you know, we've got one of the biggest pages in the sports industry, um, especially in the UK. Naturally, you'd expect, you know, our Instagram TV is going to be huge as well. You know, it's going to have millions of views, but, you know, and talking honestly, you know, we've seen uh, it quite difficult to transfer people across to IGTV, mm. you know, views. Yeah. We're always willing to learn, try things, experiment. You know, we find that our best way of doing that is through the stories and you swipe up and put in the link to our Instagram TV. It's a really nice way of integrating TV into our current um, stories um, portfolio of content. But I think, yeah, the biggest challenge will be that behavioral um, mindset from, from our users that come into our page. They have come to our page for many years for that quick form, uh, viral videos or graphics or mm. cool stats. And all of a sudden they, they they need to watch a 20 minute video, mm. which we've got a YouTube audience that are into that. So yeah, I think we are the biggest challenge. I think, you know, and, and answering your question to our sort of viewership and figures and, and viewing figures on mm. IGTV, they've been considerably lower than like our main posts. So yeah. some of our biggest videos have got sort of 150K, 200K views, whereas like on our main feed, you know, stuff can hit a million you know, very easily mm. if we, mm. uh, you know, if we nail it in the algorithm, et cetera. So yeah, I think it's still a long way to go before we get a million views on mm. IGTV. Yeah. It's not impossible, but I think it's just, you need to have a big, quite a big system in place and a lot of ways pushing towards IGTV, but it's not impossible, but I think it just takes a lot of strategy and uh, mm. understanding of how we can really push our audience. But yeah, it's an exciting chapter because it's, it's so early. I think it comes down to the platform as mm. well, because you're saying there's a lot that brands need to be doing because we've seen it too, haven't we? Mm. Uh, mm. In terms of how many people are viewing uh, say social minds on IGTV versus yeah. how many people we're used to clicking on our stories and viewing it. It is significantly less, but <laughs> part of that I think rests on the fact that Instagram or Facebook hasn't done this huge external push yet um, to sort of bring people's attention to it and yeah. like advertise what, what it's meant for. But saying that, um, I think when it's used well, I have to give credit to our videographer, Ollie, the way he packages up this podcast. Yeah. Though we're getting less views, I've seen the occasional comment uh, from people saying, wow, do you know, I actually really like watching it this way. Mm -hmm. And I myself, when I'm watching back, prefer to watch it on that platform. Mm, so I think yeah, in those cases yeah. where you can get it right, even if it is just starting off with the occasional people who've uh, been exposed to it in the right way mm. to actually realize, oh, this is preferable. And I, yeah. hopefully that'll grow. Yeah, yeah, I think it's... It's definitely like it's on the rise. It's like the early the early stages of of the feature. So, yeah, I'm positive for it. I think it will, especially vertical as a as a video dimension. It's going to be you know, it is, it's on the rise. It's like the in thing right now. Mm. Um, I think Instagram t Instagram TV as a product will have its challenges to overcome. By all means, I think it can get there because it's how big the platform is and mm. how many users are on it. Um, but I do still feel like the stories will be the the focus. It's still the, the the channel that everybody uses in vertical yeah. mode. Mm. So I think mm. it's going to be that behavioural change of how do you convert someone who watches stories at 15 second mm. video to actually going to sit down and watch a 30 minute video in mm. vertical mode. So it's not impossible, like I said, but I think it's going to take time. That's going to be the biggest thing. It's interesting as well. I just think about it is this, I suppose IGTV came as a surprise in, in a sort of way, because 
this was quite an original kind of Instagram concept, wasn't it? This yeah. hasn't been seen on YouTube. This hasn't been seen on Snapchat. Um, you know, to to a lesser degree, there's nothing really on Facebook. This is born straight out of Instagram. Mm. So, whereas before, I suppose with stories, I think we all know the story that it mm. was, uh, you know, it's <laughs> not good. so original, it's but exactly, done, but yeah. done well, done yeah. well. But in saying this, it looks like Instagram for once. Of, well, I, I say for once loosely, it looks like this time Instagram have been the first sort of people to get there. Mm. But back on that vertical element as well, because we always talk about whys, don't we? And the mm -hmm. why for this and the why for that. Now, I look at vertical video and I, I feel where that's so at home is through people and looking at people because you can frame a person so well, can't yeah, you? Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Have you thought about that a lot when making your content? Is it the sort of ask me anything interviews? Is it just, you know, the, the, the sort of the, the person standing upright with the, yeah, you know, yeah. with the legs cut off on? Yeah, I think that the main thing we've had to do is really like take time to look at how to best consume that vertical content. And like you said, our stories now, you know, we've really took time. How do we use stories? And we know it is that personal feel. It's mm. that, you know, we try and do as much behind the scenes, that Instagram takeover led content we've got, such as access all areas, your call, um, ask me anything. Yeah, we've, you know, we're really pushing this Instagram stories exclusive feel to the content mm -hmm. that integrates, you know, the stickers, the polls, the gifts, mm. um, which again, only the Facebook stories um, offers that as well. So, you know, we've had to be mindful to what the features allow us to do, but I think definitely Instagram stories allows us to be creative, it allows participation, you know, with our audience, it allows people to interact, vote mechanisms, you know, it's really, it's, it's the creative mm. freedom mm. for the content. They really isn't? pumped a lot of features yeah. into it um, yeah. over the past year, haven't they? Yeah, and I think the, the main thing is, like you said, it's people like to see other people on it somehow. It's still got that raw element to yeah. Instagram stories. So yeah, everything we do is like takeovers and behind the scenes. And um, I think that is like the way people consume stories at the moment. Mm. It feels like it's raw, it's in your hands. It's, you know, it's not like a YouTube 30 minute video and you're yeah. quite immersed. It's quite, you know, quick face, you're clicking through, you're interacting. It's always that quick hit. So yeah, I think, you know, you've had to be smart in, in how we use it. Um, but I think, yeah, that's our biggest challenge is how do we, change that story's behaviour pattern into, into Instagram TV. You've just given me a thought. I'm thinking, mm. I don't know if you guys are the same. Maybe it's a bit of a, a girl thing, but I've been watching, um, say, people who I follow on Instagram and the way they started using stories more frequently and still do when it came out. And it'll be like a vlog. And obviously you only get 15 seconds each, so they'll be filming themselves talking and then it'll yeah. cut off and they'll carry on. Yeah. And actually you end up watching it for about like eight or nine slides sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes what, what Instagram was hoping to do is why they brought in creators and, and influencers to try and get it started mm. is to sort of take what people have been doing anyway mm -hmm. and instead of splitting it up, just give it in one long piece. But for mm -hmm. some reason, there's a disconnect and consumers have really struggled to get from that point to that point. Yeah. Because I, I do agree with you and I almost think is there's a sense where I suppose once you put something like that onto IGTV, I feel like the success of stories is you're not passive, not just watching something. You've got to, if you see something you don't like, you've got to skip to the next frame, haven't mm. you? You've got to skip, you've got to click mm. through, you've mm. got to swipe this, you've got to do that, you know, it's more. So you were saying yesterday, Nick, about you have to, you get to dictate your own stories. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a really good point. And one that we sort of picked up on was the way we consume Instagram. You know, the news feed is pretty much, you know, you get what you're given, you know, it's algor mm. algorithm, it's mm. um, almost like you're fed what Instagram believes is gonna be good for your eyeballs to see and, and as you scroll through. So you're not really in control, you know, of what you view. 
in some sense. You know, in terms of you scroll and you might not like that post, but you like the next one. Mm. It's kind of sporadic. Whereas I think what what we we started to understand was that Instagram stories, yeah, you know, when you see those little circular um, profile pictures at the top and the glow is going around, you can go actually. I'm going to watch his or hers or that brand's yeah, because you can be actually I'm, I don't want to watch his but you can scroll and you go I'm going to watch him or her because I I, mean, I like the way they use their stories so mm. it's very much you know we can start to dictate I think more mm. you know, do you want to watch our stories mm. um, so that's why I think everything we post on stories is like the behind the scenes documentation takeovers because when you see that little circle glowing sporth you know hold on a second what's going to be today is it going to be a takeover at Old Trafford is it going to be access all areas at um, a TV set is it going to be yeah you know is it going to be a takeover from a Premier League footballer so I think having that familiarity and consistency mm. in our stories actually it's because you know as you'll probably do you and skip through people's stories come back. Yeah. Yeah. and when we do drop a story it's like oh my god they dropped a story that's how we want people mm. to feel not like oh they've put another video up on their stories that they post on yeah. their main feed I think it's really really important to have that separation um, and yeah like you said it's, it's all about we can actually dictate a little bit more what comes mm. up in people's feeds using stories I'm sure people are more engaged when they get there as well yeah. Yeah. because you're right it's not passive when you're scrolling uh -huh. through a feed there's so much stuff you don't want to say yeah. you didn't ask to see no matter how curated your algorithm might be yeah. there's still a lot that you might not be in the mood for that day so you do get <laughs> fed up but with stories if you're there, it's because you've chosen to be there. So you're yeah. likely going to be way more into it. And that's it. And I think with, with, with that in mind then, because this is a, a, a new story that broke uh, a few weeks ago. And this was that Instagram was testing new functionality for you to actually click through the feed rather than scrolling. Yes, they were going to get rid yes. of the scrolling all, all together and Become say it's passive. It's, it's all of this. With, with th that in mind... Mm. You know, if you're seeing the exponential success of stories, would you get rid of the feed altogether? Do you think that's a sort of... It's a good question. I think that a lot of people, how I, especially how I used to use Instagram, it was always I scroll down. Yeah. Because right? you, you log into Instagram, you scroll down. Now, so more than ever, I log into Instagram, that my first touch point is I scroll right because yeah. I'm using stories. Yeah. The news feed is always there. Um, would they get rid of it? I think... Only time I'll tell, I don't It is feel... almost secondary now, though, yeah. isn't it? The thing is, like you said, it's like, what's the primary... When you log into Instagram, do you do you swipe right on stories? Do you scroll down on the news feed? Yeah. Stories. It'd be amazing to see if Instagram had any data to see. You know if it's behavior behavioral habits have oh, changed. Yeah. I'm sure they do. Um, you know, but I, I I do believe. You know, with will they make the screen bigger for stories? You know, yeah. will main yeah. feed go at the top? Yeah, you know, I think it's definitely I have to do something. I think if if stories are really taken off the way it is, will they um, champion that over the news feed? Um, you know, only time will tell. But will it become the number one? way to use Instagram. Um, certainly the trajectories of, you know, how many people use mm -hmm. it and more people that post on it every day, you know, because people post on it, you know, if you post a story, you might be posting two or three tiles a day, whereas you might be posting mm. on your main feed once a week. So yeah. will they champion yes. that? You know, it's... Um, I think they will. That's an interesting point as yeah. to why as well. But Zuckerberg did say, was it uh, F8 or maybe it was before that, mm. um, that he believes stories will overtake posts in the main feed. Yes. Yeah. And these yeah. days, I don't know if he's talking about Facebook or Instagram, to be <laughs> honest, but yeah, they are testing the click-through on Explore. So that might be sort of mm. uh, dipping their feet in the pool before moving on to the main feed. You, you just you just get the feed and, you know, this is not to, you know, put, put down on all the people who make great content for the feed, but you just get the sense that it's getting more and more of, I'll just speak from my own experience, but of a bit of a hindrance flicking through stuff and having to land on a video and having to sort of align it 
you know, when you land on a video that you're looking for your Instagram uh, for it yeah, to play, yeah. it starts yeah. to feel a little bit laborious. And I know by the time I've flicked through about six posts, I will naturally go straight to stories. Yeah. And then once I've seen mm-hmm. everything on stories, I go to IGTV. Yeah. I know. And it's, and it's just... Uh, I haven't got used to watching IGTV yet, but I have to say, for someone who uh, spends more time than I care to admit on Instagram, <laughs> and considering how dedicated I used to be to the feed mm. uh, and seeing everyone's pictures, sometimes I think, oh, well, I haven't seen updates from this person in a while, and I'll be scrolling through, and I'll get fed up somewhere before I find them, yeah. so I just give up, and I say mm. stories is way easier. Yeah. And I yeah. just go to that instead. Stuff can get lost, you know, in the news feed, stuff can get, can get lost very easily. The way the algorithm works, you know, then stuff just doesn't come up in some people's feeds. No. Stories comes up, you know, in everybody's feeds. So yeah. yeah, there's definitely like that way of almost like you can't miss it if it's in stories. Mm. If you're looking through and you're scrolling through and you're flicking and you're swiping onto the next one, whereas you know it, sometimes you have to go to someone's actual profile if you if you've missed a, a photo they've uploaded, yeah. etc. So yeah, I think it's almost how people will start to use stories more. Um, definitely for, for ourselves is, is going to be a real focus point. We've, we've seen the good, the bad and the ugly, I suppose you could say a vertical video where you see things that are completely out of shot. I mean, I've watched film trailers in vertical that just haven't been aligned properly and it's the same oh, it's as the worst. like jumping onto a website that's not been optimised for uh, mobile. The and yeah, it's just horrible. Or when they just put in the landscape video and top and bottom is just dead exactly. space and you're thinking, yeah. now you have to squint because it doesn't let you turn and you're yeah. there like, that's oh, it. it's so bad. So my question for you is... Do you do you, are you from the school of thought that believes that you can make any type of video work in a vertical mm. format? Um, we're yeah, not talking about recycling old video. We're talking no. about shooting video. Yeah, I do agree. You know, naturally, I think even just the way human nature is, you're used to seeing widescreen cinema, TV. Mm-hmm. You know, it's natural behaviour to watch stuff in that widescreen. Mm. We've been smart in the way we package our, our content together. You know, we if we shoot something widescreen and it's full widescreen. How on earth are we going to put that portrait? You know, we've had to be smart in the way we we split it into two squares. You know, uh, one of our series, My Journey, which is like a compelling look into a, an athlete's journey uh, from right from their childhood to a triumph in their career, is literally like two squares, one mm. on top of the other, mm. in a way that you can actually watch the interview and it's kind of widescreen because we've put like a split screen yeah, I see that's style. So we've had to be, yeah, we've had to be smart with that. You know, we've had to be smart with a lot of our series in terms of how we package that up vertically and not lose anything. Mm-hmm. So you don't want that, um, you don't want the situation where, like you said, you've got the, you've got two black bars at the, t- yeah, black bar yeah. at the top, black bar at the bottom. And you and can't it's see like, anything. Yeah. You'd be then surprised how the, many people are doing it. defeats the purpose of vertical and yeah. making sure the, the screen is filled. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's almost like if you're going to do it, you've got to do it in the right way in the way that Instagram wants you to use it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you've really got to be smart, you know, and, and how you actually package stuff, stuff up this widescreen into vertical. can be challenging, you know, there's stuff that gets cut off, and but yeah. we've kind of, like I said, experimented with, you know, trying split screen boxes, one above the other, and um, just making sure when we shoot stuff, there's enough room that's quite thin the widescreen is still there, but when we shoot stuff with an athlete, it's still thin on their on their body, so it fits into um, vertical. Mm. You know, when we actually put it on IGTV too. So yeah, which is a completely different way of thinking. You know, than we were twelve months ago. So yeah, it's definitely played on ourselves and how we shoot and how we produce videos. Mm. Do you think the format lends itself to sports? Because I was thinking this briefly yesterday. So like Snapchat has shows on Snapchat. Um, discover and they've actually started doing like episodic content which IGTV said they weren't going to do they were more creator-led at first but the name does kind of hint to a broadcasting future and if Facebook is like uh, buying rights to the Premier League and whatnot could you picture yourself sitting down to watch a 90-minute football match on vertical in vertical yeah I think 
It's definitely interesting because obviously football's always been widescreen, just the nature of the pitch. Yeah, it's the nature of the pitch as well. Yeah, so whether they can be smart with it and do it split screen or you have to turn turn your phone around and watch it widescreen. Yeah, Um, so I think that will definitely be an interesting to see how, like you said, it'd be very strange to watch football in like vertical mode Mm. because of how much goes on on the Mm. pitch, not just focusing on the ball. So Mm. yeah, that would be interesting to see how that would work. Um, Whether they ever get to a situation where a live football match, you know, is on vertical. Um, I don't think we'd be far away from from showcasing live sports, um, you know, in that vertical mode. But I think, yeah, like we are, we'd have they'd have to be really, really smart, I guess, how you would showcase a sport mm. without missing those bits that are usually on that widescreen picture. So yeah, don't think again it's not it's not impossible, but they'd have to be smart with how they really scale that into mm. vertical. So hopefully, yeah. I always said what would be will a vertical TV come out? You know, if, if people really did it might do. did really mm. people really did catch on, would mm. you get a TV right, in like, a lounge and it is in vertical? See, yeah. that, that'd be mad, it be but it's like Facebook, say, and like Google have so much power to control the trends. Like people think a lot of it's led by users, but actually they can influence what the user is used to. Yeah. So if they made it so vertical video was the only video online, <laughs> we might not get used to watching football on vertical screen. Yeah. But someone um, like a five-year-old who grows up with it, they wouldn't know any different. They yeah. would just, they'd find anything else weird. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm not sure about TV though, because there's that whole thing where they are at war and they won't want to yeah. succumb, but maybe one day. Because an interesting one, when I did the Instagram TV workshop um, the other day, Obviously, it was the first time I've ever put a Microsoft PowerPoint together in vertical because the screens <laughs> behind me on stage were vertical and the presentation I was doing and the visuals I was showing were all obviously in vertical and they had two screens up beside me that were in vertical. Vertical screens. Yeah, yeah, they were vertical right. screens. Like, really, really cool. So it looked really good. Far off then. But it was, uh, yeah. it was interesting to see the screens vertical in person and obviously ahead of the workshop I had to put all my PowerPoints pieces and slides together in vertical, which is really interesting to be, I've never done like a, I do quite a lot of PowerPoints and workshops and talks, but actually had to put all the visuals the first time ever in vertical. And did you find it a hindrance or was yeah, it, it was forcing you to be more creative? It was forcing me to be more creative, definitely. Like I think I was thinking, how am I going to fit like this image on, which is widescreen. It was funny, yeah, because I had to go through the same mindset we have for, uh, for Sporf as a, as a mm. publishing channel for my PowerPoint presentation. So, but it looked, it looked really like, it just looked modern somehow. It actually looked quite cool seeing yeah. it in yeah. vertical. Maybe like it is it was, that, that it forces you to be more creative with yeah. the space that you have. The thing is, you know, it, it's just sort of sparked the, the cogs have sort of gone off in my head. And, and we think, you know, I, I suppose when you talk about a TV to vertical mobile as being such a distinct change, you know, look at 50 years of cinema before even a TV and look you'd go to a cinema you'd go to an IMAX and then you've you've gone from that to scaling that down into a portable TV set mm, there are, there we are used to ways have square TVs it. Exactly. Yeah. It, it going yeah. 16.9 wasn't actually that far uh, longer and I suppose you've got to think you know I mean for somebody who's watched probably one IMAX film in my life how much Missed do out. you really need to see at a time yeah. if the action is always going on in one place and I suppose that's what people have been yeah. very good at doing with vertical and stories. It's honing mm. in on that action and does that naturally make you more engaged? It definitely drives your because, focus because yeah. it's naturally the way you shoot it. It's going to have to have like, it can't be like a landscape with like sweeping hills and there's too many things mm. uh, to focus on. It needs to have that one core yeah. uh, subject, focal point. So arguably, yeah. And and, it, and and like we always say, isn't it? Attention is so, uh, you know, Hard to low, come by. It's, it's, so, it's so low now. <laughs> 
that we are drawn to the action. We've got all these sort of, uh, you know, uh, our, our producer will probably kick us for saying this, but we don't, uh, you know, those old sort of filmic rules with like the golden triangle and the yeah. rule of thirds, they, they don't seem to apply anymore because not you're not looking social. at everything else that's going on. You're looking at what's going on right in the action right yeah. in the centre I think you know especially with, with Versical the way that, that it's it's set up it's going to be that behavioural change you know how are people going to adapt to like you said will the younger generation be more used to it and will it become a, a thing for that the younger generation grew up using and mm. watching on Versical and will that play a factor you know in that longevity of TV and, and especially for social but I think the main thing for myself from that attention um, capturing attention I think whenever I watch something in Versical um, the main thing is that the notifications I still get at the top, you know, if someone texts me or I can very easily pull down my notification on my, on my iPhone and it's quite distracting watching it in vertical. Yeah. When I turn into, I go on YouTube and watch it widescreen, I feel quite immersed and no one can get hold of me and it's almost like a do not disturb. Mm. Whereas when I'm in sort of vertical, I, always, I do always feel like that attention. I'm very open to it. If someone texts me, I'm going to hit text back or mm. I can look at my notifications. Mm. So I think like from a mobile phone perspective too, I think it's going to be, you know, I've, I just feel more immersed yeah. in widescreen rather than vertical. Like no one can get hold of me if I'm watching a YouTube video in widescreen. Things like that be yeah. interesting to see if Apple gets on board with the trend. Things yeah. like that might change, but it is reliant on technology, as you say. That's the thing, yeah. It is, definitely. We'll yeah. end on one final point because uh, we're running out of time. Um, for So obviously you, you've, you've uh, brought this technology um, to a lot of brands, I suppose, through the work that you've done, and yeah. you've seen great successes in that field. What is your one nugget of advice, do you think, to brands who are looking at vertical video and saying we should be doing that? I'd say, yeah, sort of my whole theme of, of today's talk is really you've got to find your purpose for vertical. Mm -hmm. you know, don't just do it because we want to do vertical. We want to just do vertical. You know, yeah. It needs to be a reason why you're doing vertical. Is it you want it to be more creative? Is it you want it to be more visual? Is it because you want to capture attention better? Um, is it because it's mobile first content and it's going to look better in, in vertical? Mm -hmm. Is it the interactive possibilities on stories? You know, So I think once you've found that purpose for vertical, then you should commit to, right, we're going to package up this video or this series in vertical mode. It shouldn't just be, we're going to do vertical because we can do vertical. It's mm -hmm. because we need to do vertical for this reason. Brilliant. There you Excellent. have it. Find your purpose. I love yeah. that. Brilliant. Thanks, Nick. Really, really enjoyed yeah, that. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Enjoyed this episode? A like, a share, or a quick review will enable us to bring you hard-hitting truths and outrageous social secrets every week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with Theo, Eve, and music by Pierre Flass.